Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Hack a Chat, the NBA's first podcast with a t-shirt Gatling gun operator. That's me. I'm Chuck P. With me, as always, is the man who fought Dracula and a werewolf in the same horrible film. It's Dan Helsing. Dan, what are we going to do today? Oh, we're here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Harold Miner. Behind the MacBook, we have the czar of his xylophone, Gyro. Nice to be here. We're happy you showed up. You know, it's a xylophone, right? You, you play a marimba, yeah. but you also play a xyrophone? Xyrophone. Xylophone. Is that a new I, instrument? I, I have yeah, xyrophone. Xyrophone. But xylophone starts with an X, and czar doesn't start with an X. Look, they rhyme. They oh, don't so have it's to It's a slant rhyme. It's Everybody a, knows. Okay. Oh, my gosh. It's like successful Caesar. It starts with an S and then a C. I just yeah. have to tell everyone that xylophone starts with an X because no one knows. Well, thank you. Dan, how was your weekend, man? Where'd you go? Oh, man, I was running around this weekend. I was out in Kansas City. Hit Kansas City for the first time in my entire KC. life. KC. Yeah, I, I had the Beatles cover of that song stuck in my head the entire weekend. It was good, though. It was very good. Um, I was out there for a wedding. Really enjoyed the uh, what Kansas City had to offer. It was a really good place. I really had a good time out there. I feel like every other weekend, one of us is at a wedding. Yeah, we we're in that you know we're in that age where folks of ours and friends and run around getting married. We're eight years apart. What do you mean we're in that age? But you were both in the, <laughs> we're both in the twenties. <laughs> Lots of people get married in that time frame. That is true. Yeah. How about yourself? What'd you run around and do? Oh, I was super busy. I was uh, actually hosting, well, ho- helping host the Columbus Blue Jackets game the other day. That's pretty darn cool. Yeah, it was real fun. I was on microphone in on the jumbotron in front of a bunch of people, and I was like, hey. We have a t-shirt Gatling gun, and we're going to fire t-shirts at you. Please don't die. It was great. Did you tell everybody about the podcast? I, I, I didn't. Um, I, I'm waiting. Come on, man. That's Why like not? the best platform for you to do it. You're on a jumbotron for like <laughs> 15,000 people. Well, it was a trial run for me to be host. And if uh, I took that time to do some self-promotion, well, I would have been fired real the, quick. The reality is we don't know if you'll have that opportunity again. That's true. It could have been your one-time shot to put us out there. Thinking about yourself and not the pod. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was being I'm joking. Selfish. I'm joking with you. That's really that's exciting stuff, though. Well, we're being selfish. We're talking a lot about us. We want to talk about the NBA. So let's get down to it. Let's talk about the lines from this past week. Here we go. Kicking it off with Bojan Bogdanovic. That's right. Starting strong. Bojan Bogdanovic. He had 44 points. Shot 63% from the field. Four of three from four of nine from three. Now, again, it's versus Philly. We always do this thing where yep. we get, ooh, great numbers. It was against Philly. Yeah, against but it was Bojan Bogdanovic. Yeah. You got to give him the 44. Love to see Bojan Bogdanovic doing something in Brooklyn. Yes, exactly. John Wall, nice game this week against the Chicago Bulls. 29 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. He's really playing really well. He's taking them into the playoffs, and he's a guy who will make a lot of noise in the playoffs. Again, hopefully that ankle stays healthy. Yeah, it's another triple-double for John Wall. Bismack Biombo, he had 16 points and 25 rebounds versus the Pacers. 25 rebounds. Dan, you had a comment about Bismack Biombo, and I, I, I can't verify this, but apparently you knew this information. Yeah, when he was drafted by the Bobcats at the time, now the Charlotte Hornets, uh, they weren't exactly sure how old he was because his birth certificate wasn't exactly on point with <laughs> those of the United States. Oh. So, you know, he could be 28. He could be 37. We're not exactly <laughs> sure how old he is, but 25 boards nonetheless, so pretty good. 
Awesome. Uh, speaking of our next one, our guy, Shelvin Mack, 15 points, 10 assists, 8 boards against Phoenix. Two boards away what do you think? from a triple-double. You've been on this I'm, bandwagon. I'm going to toot this horn uh, and, until it, it basically crashes Super 8 style. Um, I'm, I'm going to stay on that train for a long time. Just hope it goes well. Victor Oladipo, uh, guard for the Magic, 45 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. He can fill up a stat sheet. 45 points versus Cleveland. And 45. It's one of those where he had that little chip on his shoulder like, hey, you could have taken me first and I could have been here doing this, but guess what? I'm now going to put it on you Oh yeah, in Cleveland. Uh, Clay Thompson Woo! shot it really well against mm, the mm, Dallas Mavericks. 10 for 15 from three, 39 points. Didn't shoot it as well against the Spurs, but shot it really well against the Mavericks. Carl Towns, 32 points, 11 boards. He is cementing his case to be Rookie of the Year. I think that there's no question it's going to happen. Chris Stapps has taken a little step back uh, over the last couple months uh, under the new you? regime. Well, it's true. It's been happening. It's true. But um, I, I think that Carl Towns is just wrapping it up, basically, putting a bow on his Rookie of the Year. Speaking of guys that are coming back after missing a year or not even having a year <laughs> in the NBA yet, right? Paul George, 45 points, 7 boards, 4 assists against OKC. Mm. He's, a, mm. he's a killer matchup at 6'10" playing the small forward shooting guard position. They have some positions now where he plays in that uh, power forward spot. So, again, just a killer game against the Thunder. And on the other side of that game, Durant had 33, 13 boards, 8 assists. I mean, Durant's just being Durant. He's yeah. a Durantula, man. He's killing it. Yeah. That same night, Zach Randolph went 28, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. He got a triple-double versus the Clippers. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies have a bunch of guys who are out. Uh, I mean, they played Jordan Farmer, for goodness sake, the other night. Uh, speaking of players who were out of the league and came back, Michael Beasley. Are you kidding me? Michael Beasley, 30 points, 8 rebounds. What What? what happened? Why? How is What how, is happening? What did Michael Beasley miss in so many places but is, is doing well in such a toxic environment? They should have sent him there after the second year <laughs> in the league. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, well. What can you do? Darren Williams, a 31-point, 16-assist outing against mm. your boys up in the uh, good old Northwest. Dirk Nowitzki also killing it, 41 points, 8 rebounds. I mean, Dirk and D-Will combining for 72. These are some older guys. They have some experience in the league, and with things around them on the team kind of crumbling a little bit, it's good to see that they can still put up points, and they're really well coached. And so I think they can do a lot of damage here in the league, and let's hope they can keep the Mavericks going. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, 24-20. and 20 versus the New York Knicks and on the other side of the ball Robin Lopez 23 and 20 crazy two guys going for 2020 in the same game right up against each other that's a lot of fun to watch on top of that Robin Lopez fighting mascots before and after games Good. so oh my gosh just really doing both of the dirty work things there boards points and fighting the mascots a hidden gem hidden gem hidden Robin gem. Lo- Lopez is Jeremy Lin, a very nice 29-7, and seven, 4 for 4 from 3 against San Antonio. Linsanity's Lin back! Sanity is back. The Hornets are really rolling. I think they're playing a really hot brand of hoops right now going into the playoffs. They might make some noise and bother some of these higher seeds going into the East. Sean Kilpatrick, a guy you might not have heard of. He's a guard currently playing for Brooklyn. He played for Cincinnati, went through the D-League. He got 25 points versus the red-hot Charlotte Hornets. He was 9 for 12 from the floor, 
Uh, he's he's trying to make a name for himself. I know Brooklyn's not doing a whole lot this year. They're no. they're playing the lottery game right now, but this is a guy who's trying to make an NBA roster at this point. Right, and they got Rondé Hollis Jefferson back too this week, so they have some young pieces there. Maybe mm-hmm. Sean Kilpatrick is a guy who catches on and stays with him for a while. Russell Westbrook just continues to destroy everything in his path. Triple another double, triple, triple, triple double, double, three triple doubles in the last Ooh. three games. Man, this guy is too much to even talk about in this short little window, but he is absolutely incredible. Another triple-double that happened the other night, LeBron James, 33-11-11. Man, LeBron's been in the news for many different reasons, and it's good to see him in the news for his play on the court. Yeah, don't don't you dare ask him about his Twitter habits. Try to ask him about those triple doubles against the uh, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, he's he's been post game pressers have been uh, a heck of an experience for LeBron. We'll get to that later. Yes, we'll talk about that. Trust me, just as everyone has, we will talk about LeBron and what he's been saying in the media. But first, we want to get to some fun games that happened in the NBA. Yeah, uh, but this one was not one of them. Not for you. Not for me. For the rest of the NBA, maybe, but possibly, not for you. probably. Uh, Saturday night, the Spurs and the Warriors met up in San Antonio. The Spurs winning 87 to 79, 79 points. The Warriors have yeah. scored more than 79 points in a half twice this year. And I was at remember, I was at the wedding, like I was saying. Right. And didn't get to see the game, which I was super bummed about. Mm-hmm. You know, you had NCAA March Madness going on. You had this game going on. And where am I? At a wedding. At a wedding. Very disappointed in that. Had a great time at the wedding, but very disappointed that I wasn't able to see it. So I, I immediately get to my phone later in the evening mm-hmm. and pull up. That's the game I pull up first. Of course. And I see 79. I was like, okay, 79 through three through half. And I was like, oh, wait, no, that's the entire game. That's F. That's final, And was man. shocked. I oh, could yeah. not believe the Spurs held the Warriors to 79 points in a game. Yeah. Well, the, the Warriors roster, well, their lineup was a little wonky. Yeah. Uh, Azili's been out for a bit. We've known that. Bogut was out that game. Andre Guidala was out that game as well. I mean, you had guys who aren't just playing a lot of minutes in this game. We had 11 guys coming in for the Warriors. Brandon Rush played 28 minutes. Uh, Ian Clark was playing a couple minutes in there. I mean, James Michael McAdoo was on the floor for a bit. Um, yep, the Tar Heels. You had to, yes. Um, and speaking of Tar Heels, uh, Harrison Barnes, you know, in, in a game where the defense was keyed in on Steph. Yeah. A lot of what was happening was either A, keeping the ball out of Steph's hands, or B, uh, just getting on him. Because the Spurs have the athletic ability uh, on their defensive side to make up for um, not giving him space. Right. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is an amazing defender, and when he is the help defender off of Danny Green, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and so in a game where Steph went one for 12 from three, Clay went one for seven from three. An anomaly. Yeah, it's, it's insanity. Yeah. And, and you're looking around who else can play, and, and Harrison Barnes is not stepping up. No. Like, that's real disappointing. A guy who's trying to play for a, a heck of a contract in the offseason. Exactly. And the thing I noticed, I did get to see some of the you know highlights, mm-hmm. some of the things here and there kind of breaking down the game. One thing I noticed, and I know Popovich has talked about this kind of all year, is like this Warriors team has just had his mind racing like crazy. How do you stop this team? Mm-hmm. Something I noticed in just some of those little pieces that I was able to catch of it, the Spurs did a great job of moving Steph when he was using off-ball screens. Mm-hmm. So you had guys like Boris DL bumping Steph. You had guys getting his way. So he wasn't coming off those screens as freely as he normally does. And then they weren't 
switching all of the time on those screens, but they right. did intermittently throughout the game. So it was never a, okay, this is the look I'm getting here. This is the look I'm getting here. If they do this here, they're going to switch here. There were times where, you know, you had Patty Mills switching off onto him on a, on a down screen. Uh, you had Danny Green chasing him to that screen and then Boris Diaw bumping him. And we talked about, and you were just talking about Harrison Barnes, like mm-hmm. the thing that those that team normally does incredibly well is they see that action defensively and then they kill you by a, a slip screen or they yeah. kill you by popping and hitting down a 15, knocking down mm-hmm. a 15-footer. And in some of the instances I saw where those guys had opportunities to, you know, flash or slip or do something out of the ordinary, right? they didn't do it. Mm-hmm leading to, you know, Steph having to make harder moves to get harder shots. And I will say this, the, the Spurs did a great job of running them off the three-point line. Yes, they did phenomenal. That guys, you know, talk about all the time in the league is you, you don't want these guys getting set open looks from three. Right. So if you can run them off, meaning like keeping mm-hmm. them away from just getting a set shot or dribbling from three, moving it inside the lane, especially with guys like Steph, like you want to move him inside the three. He's going to beat you. Beat, have him beat you shooting twos as opposed to threes. Now, easier said than done. Right. But the Spurs did a phenomenal job of doing that. And it was kind of the, hey, we're going to come out and throw a haymaker here because you took it to us at your place. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting down this home stretch. Don't want to show ever here to compete with you. Oh, and I yeah. think they did that. Oh, and Pop, he dipped his hand in the, into his bag of tricks. Yeah. And he and he pulled out Boris Diaw to start. Right. You know, Tim Duncan not starting. I think it was like the third time in his career or something, something like that. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's amazing how many tricks Pop has. Now, that could have very well been Bogut's not playing, Azili's not in, maybe Boris Diaw was just matching um, the lineup. But regardless, they were killer on the boards. Yeah. I mean, that's how the Thunder almost pulled it out against the Warriors earlier in the year, mm-hmm. was just killing it on the boards. You know, when you have that advantage, take full advantage of it. Right. And and I think that Pop was was really keying in on that. They could take advantage on the boards, especially yeah. against an undersized, undermanned Warriors team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I need to give another shout out to Danny Green. Yeah. Because he he played really, really well against Steph. Yes. I mean, it is hard to keep up with him. And Danny Green is one of those three and D guys that yes. has started to pop up around the NBA. Hot commodities, the three and D guys. Yeah, and and he did what he needed to do. He did his job exactly right. And they let uh, on the offensive end, they let Lamarcus Aldridge take over. They let Kawhi do his thing, you know. And and, and Danny Green just played a heck of a game on defense. He we, really did. We a credit where it's due. Yes, down the stretch, Lamarcus Aldridge, big plays on the block. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Spurs kind of running their end of game offense through him had a really nice post up against Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. He got him a turnaround jumper that kind of iced it a little bit for the, uh, the Spurs and then Kawhi Leonard just doing Kawhi things, you know, he's fantastic on both ends of the floor really bothered clay again. So he said, Danny green, those guys on the wing, if you have two guys on the wing that can run around with Steph mm-hmm. and clay, you've got a shot, right? I don't want to say that, you know, Oh, this is a definitive. Yes. The Spurs are there. Mm-hmm. It, in the Western Conference Finals. When the Warriors are shorthanded like this, it's pretty easy for the Spurs to find a place to hide Tony Parker on defense. Right. They were um, able to hide him a little bit yeah, on they Saturday were, night. With, yeah, with some of the wing the f- players. that the, So it this is not indicative of a larger problem for the Warriors. Right. But this is definitely a, a, a bit of a wake-up call. To be like, hey, uh, remember we're a historically good team as well? Right, right. Remember that this is going on? 
they still haven't lost at home. The Spurs no. are still undefeated at home. Yep. Um, they still play two more, two more games. Two more times this season. Um, one in uh, the Oracle and and one back in San Antonio as well. You know, I wouldn't so. be surprised if the one in Oracle, the Spurs just leave all their guys at home. <laughs> I would not be surprised. It's it would be such a pop thing. To Tony, do. Manu, hey, go ahead, go ahead, and you know. Danny just Green, play. Kyle Anderson, you're going to get 40 minutes. Oh my just gosh! Have at Jonathan it. Simmons, just have, just throw them out do there. What you do. do what you guys do. We'll bring up we'll bring up two D League guys on a 10 day mm-hmm. contract just to play them against the Warriors. Oh, you know that'll be the game that Andre Miller goes for 32. Just somehow, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. He didn't take a single three pointer. Not this season, no. <laughs> not for the not for the Spurs. But you know what? He's going to do it against them mm-hmm. in Oracle. You know, it, and you could you could see. Uh, especially with Draymond Green, they wanted to win this game. It wasn't, oh, yeah. It yeah. wasn't, uh, oh, well, we're outmanned, whatever, we'll let it go. Like, these guys are really, I think they are seriously knuckling down to try and get this 73-game record. Yeah. And uh, it it just wasn't in the cards that night. But I don't think by any means that this was them just waving a white flag. No. And, oh, let's be goofy. But there yeah. was some gamesmanship there. I, yeah. I definitely agree. But I think you make a good point. I think how much of a knockout blow to the Spurs would it be if the Warriors were able to win without Andre Godala, Andrew Bogut, and Festazilli? Right, yeah. Like, how much of a, hey, we're just that much better than you that these guys don't even play and they're key contributors to our team and we're able to knock you off. Like, mm-hmm. that would have been a, is a very serious, oh my gosh, I don't know that we're able to compete kind of thought process for the Spurs. Right. And, you know, the Spurs, their defense has been incredible this year, and it trickled into the next game. Exactly. It trickled yeah. into the next game, and, and as we saw against the Charlotte Hornets. Ugh, yes. I still want to say the Charlotte Bobcats. Real I don't quick, understand what's Real wrong quick interjection me. about that. When they yeah. when they brought the team back, Yeah, have we talked about why they're, they were named the Bobcats at the time? Oh, because uh, it's their owner is named Bob. Yeah, Robert. Robert, yeah. So he's like, well, I'm going to name the team after me. I'm, yeah. the, I am the Bobcats. That's why they were called uh, the Bobcats. But yes, Hornets now. Thank goodness. But the order of the game against the Hornets, the Hornets scored seven points. Seven, seven points. Never really high. Hornets went down 21 in the first, 23 early in the second quarter, and it looked like the Spurs to kick it in. Someone who has another gear, which is legendary in the NBA. The Linsanity is back. I can't. I, well, you know what? Let's be real. Insanity. Did it ever really leave? I don't just know kinda, that it did. It just went into the shadows. Yes. Rested for a little while. Waited for its perfect time to pounce. And it was on the Spurs this year, uh, in the midst of a historically good season. Jeremy Lin decided to go off, and they came back from twenty-three points down, and they won the game. Right. They they beat the Spurs yes. after scoring seven seven points in a quarter. In an in, NBA quarter. I don't sometimes you just don't understand things. Right. And, and that's and, you know, it goes it goes back to the there's really no matter what, especially after a first quarter, but there's no lead that is safe in the NBA. Absolutely. No matter what. Even if you can hold a team to seven, that was whoa, easy. Everyone okay? Sorry, I fell off my chair, but I'm back. We're back. I okay, everyone's good and I'm we're good. safe. Fantastic. <laughs> and good. No lead is safe. No yes. lead is safe. No lead is safe in the NBA, and there is no way. But there's always the, hey, statistically, we will come back around. We're not going to miss every single shot the entire evening. It's a little bit about them over the last couple of weeks. And um, they're, they're hot, man. They're they really hot. hot. And they have the things like 
Marvin Williams and Nick Batoon and guys in the NBA that you're like, oh, okay, those are kind of just guys. And Courtney Lee coming in is yeah, really Courtney Lee out. was a really huge piece for them. Anything can happen. I'm in just the really last glad we have 11 games, eight teams in the East that have winning records, so we oh, can at least goodness. have. Okay, they at least deserve a playoff spot, mm-hmm. and we have a couple outside of the playoff picture right now in the East that have winning records. So like, it's 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 good. It's yeah, a, it's a better Eastern Conference this year. Maybe not from a team standpoint as far as okay we know these teams are really good but at least from a hey they're winning basketball games we don't have to put a losing team into the playoffs yeah absolutely and and a matchup that we'll probably see in the playoffs somewhere i'm thinking second round this might happen Mm -hmm. Cavs heat yeah played the other night they did man i really enjoy watching the heat when dwayne wade wants to play basketball and it's i (laughs) it's one of those things where you forget because of the most recent, you know, how his body's kind of broken down a little bit. Yeah. He's a little bit of an older aging superstar. You forget how good he really was. Shows you, hey, this is still in the tank, everybody. Mm-hmm. He had 24 in the game against the Cavs. You know, mm-hmm. he became the 41st player in NBA history to reach 20,000 points for his career. And he's a, yeah, a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I can't even count uh, that high. I struggle with it. I was had trouble saying it 20,000. It's hard to even say. I had to ask Dover to type it in. I couldn't put it. Yeah, it's a hard it number. It's a hard number. But he uh, he really still has that game. Now, he, the thing with him is he's not shooting threes. Right. Which for a shooting guard in today's NBA is almost impossible to do. But he is, and I, I cannot stand watching him do it. But he's so good at getting himself into that 18 to 15 foot, 15 to 18 mm-hmm. foot range, getting somebody on their heels a little bit, shot faking, get guys up in the air, mm-hmm. and then just plow into him and shoot free throws. He's yep. so good at it. And it's so annoying to watch, but he's a master at it. Well, you know what Dwayne, need, Dwayne Wade needs to do? Today, we're going to talk about putting some beef in your jump shot. He's going to put some beef in there. He's going to put some beef in there. Some beef in That's there. right. He's going to eat some beef before the game and then put some beef in that jump shot oh, during the game. I will, yeah, never, so, I will never not love that commercial. Yes, it's, <laughs> you're all about that. Uh, but not only did Dwayne Wade play really well in that game, but you mm-hmm. had Joe Johnson and Goran Dragic both adding 18 points, mm-hmm. combined 14 of 23 from the field. Very efficient for those two guys. And yep. you had mentioned this a while back when the Heat got their hands on Joe Johnson, right. that he was going to be a difference maker, mm-hmm. was kind of just biding his time biding his time in Brooklyn, like, all right, I got to get out of here. This is terrible. Guy that's still fully capable of playing. Guy that can add a lot to that Heat team. I mean, they can have a small ball lineup that is really interesting going into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And you know, if, if Chris Bosh comes back, you know, he's he still has yet to be cleared by the Heat medical team. Correct. But he says his clot problem is is no longer keeping him back. It's It's getting cleared by... The Heat medical squad. So, I mean, Which, they can get him back. They get him Whoa. back. You now have Dragic, Wade, Johnson, Lil Dang at the four, and then Chris Bosch at the five. You could spread the floor so wide oh my with five guys that could step out and shoot the three. Five guys are capable of getting to the rim. Or not so much Dwayne Wade shooting the three, but you could spread the floor, mm-hmm. put the ball in Dwayne Wade's hands, put the ball in Gordon Dragic's hands, and just make so many plays. And we've seen Spolster do this with guys that can shoot the three from the four spot and really spread things out. I think the Heat are dangerous if you get Chris Bosh back. I think they're dangerous regardless, just so they have guys that have been there mixed with guys that can really play. Mm-hmm. I think this is a team that we've kind of just decided that it's going to be the Raptors and the Cavs, Eastern right. Conference, and the Cavs are going to move on and win it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want anything to do if I'm the Cavs or if I'm the Raptors. I don't want anything to do with the Heat in the playoffs. If, if I'm the Raptors, this is a team that terrifies me. If I'm anybody in the East, yeah, this that's is a team true. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with. Who Who knows what uh, playoff Justice Winslow is going to be like? It's true. Like that's just he, you know maybe he has another level. I that's a guy who his just pure athletic ability. Yes, is keeping him in the NBA for the next eleven years. Exactly, minimum. and he's a guy he's he hasn't even learned how to shoot it yet. Right. Now. As, as soon as he figures that out, which, you know, oh that's gosh. the big question. But a lot of these young guys coming out this year is like, oh, can they shoot it? It's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's going to be able to shoot it eventually. Right. And if he can't, he's an elite athlete who can defend the wing position and can barrel his way to the basket because he's so strong. But he's a guy, again, coming off the bench. You have Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench. You have guys coming off the bench to play minutes. This team is really dangerous. And if I'm an Eastern Conference, I'm a, I'm a fan of an Eastern Conference team, I'm thinking to myself, I want nothing to do with that Miami Heat team in the playoffs. I agree completely. Uh, speaking of teams in the playoffs, a couple of guys who won't be there. Yes. The Phoenix Suns. Out. The Memphis Timberwolves. Huh? Memphis. Memphis Timberwolves. Yeah. Hmm. It's hmm. been a long week. Minnesota Timberwolves. There we go. Let's try again. I'm looking at M-I-N on my page. We've got it there. And I said Memphis. As soon as I said it, I was like, there's something not right about this. Hmm. We caught it. We're it's like, there. It's like wearing your left shoe on your right foot. Like you put right. it on. It's like, I have a shoe there. But I know it's not right. But I know it's not right. It was left. It was left. The Minnesota Timberwolves, not in the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets, out of the playoffs. We're going to have a moment of silence. First for the Nets. Now the T-Wolves. And the Suns. That one had to be the longest. I'm going to miss Devin Booker when yeah. the playoffs start. You probably will. I'm going to miss Andrew Wiggins and Carl Towns. Together. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and, and Zach Levine doing Zach Levine stuff. And everyone's going to miss Bojan Bogdanovich. They all will. Everyone. The Cavs clinch their division as well as the Oklahoma City Thunder, both of them clinching divisions that I guess just don't matter anymore now because the NBA just isn't looking to emphasize division winners anymore. Whatever, doesn't matter. In other news in the NBA, LeBron, first off, he unfollowed the Cavs on Twitter. One of the most interesting post-game interviews. Now, to be fair, he also unfollowed other members of the media, Austin Carr, other Cavs beat reporters. This part of his new campaign. Calling it his Zero Dark 23 playoff push. Which ever. Just terrible. Such a good movie. <laughs> but LeBron just, just ruined it a little bit for oh, me. man. And then Bleacher Report came out with uh, this story that LeBron said that he would be willing to team up, or not just willing, he wants to. He hopes. He hopes to team up with Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwayne Wade. For like a season or a season or two. Yes. He wants to do it before he is finished in the NBA, and he says that he'd be willing to take a pay cut to make it happen. I feel like they would all be willing to take oh, pay cuts absolutely. for it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is a team that would be legendary. We're going to discuss the validity of this team. These Hall of Fame players coming together. What would happen in a new segment we like to call NBA Imagination? Imagination. Sparkly sunshine and rainbows. So fun. We're just in our dream clouds. We're in the dream, dream zones, sitting on the tippy tops of our tippy toes and the tippy tops of the cloud zone. I'm in, I'm on a cumulus cloud, which is one of the fluffy ones because I know the names of clouds. Curonimbulus, is that one? 
Zero? Zero nebulous. Zero. There you go. Nebulous. I took science like 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're thinking, we're brainstorming earlier, what could possibly happen with this team? How could they possibly come together? How could they team up? Who would do this? Where could they do it? Uh, the first thing that we ruled out immediately was uh, it happening in Cleveland. Unfortunately, I don't think Cleveland. It, Ohio is a tough sell. We would know. I love Ohio, though. Okay, I love Ohio. But if you are a mega NBA superstar with millions of dollars and all the resources in the world, Cleveland is kind of a tough sell. So I just don't know. That's why we're thinking a little bit broader. One of the things that we were thinking was this got, this has to happen in a large market. The markets that we were thinking about were New York, Chicago, L.A., maybe even Miami. I mean, we even talked tossed around Toronto or Houston to handle all of these personalities. Well, not only that, we have to take into account, will Lala want to go either have Carmelo play in L.A. or in New York. Do you think she only wants to be in LA because her name's Lala? I think think personality and like wants to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she's got to be famous. Exactly. That's fine, I guess. Sure. Sure. If Carmelo's willing to deal with that, we're willing to deal with that as well. Uh, I have my... Okay, so... um, Let's let yours happen first. Okay, all right. Yours is a little more realistic than mine. Well... Trust tree with the nest, right? Right. I'm in in my cumulonimbus cloud and uh, I'm very comfy. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, again, we're talking about these markets. Where could these guys fit? And no city is bigger than New York. No. I, I mean, we, we have to go to, I, in my opinion, this has to be in New York. I think is, is not happening. So I'm thinking these guys will go to the craziest owner that is in the league, besides Mark Cuban, and play for the Brooklyn Nets. Ooh. Jay-Z's got to be part of this. Yes, agreed. Because Jay-Z has the money, the influence to accomplish all of this. Right. Got to be him. Um, you you then have, think of it, I mean, most of these guys have contracts, well, besides Mello. We'd have to work a way to get Mello traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm thinking the trade happens with, oh, wait, they don't have any draft picks. Or assets at all. Uh, yeah. So that one was tough. Look, I said it wasn't perfect. No, but you're on the right track here. I think they, you know, the the starting five, you have CP at the one. Yes. Wade at the two. Right. LeBron at the three. Melo four. And then you got Brooke Lopez there at the five. There you go. No, but here's the thing. We talked about these guys might be willing to take pay cuts. Yes. They're going to need to. Oh, there's no question. They're going to need to. Because I don't know if you know this, um, but the Nets... Oh, Darren Williams, $5.4 million for the next five years. Gosh, that's awesome. I want to get one of those and, gigs. And where someone's just like, hey, we're going to pay you to go away. That's just the the thing I have up here. Like, I, I it may very well may go past that. Yes. I just have five years into the future. Um, Thad Young is there getting $12 million a year. Don't know how that would work out. No. Um, but you have it. Bojan Bogdanovich. I mean, Sh- Shane Larkin. Uh, we talked about Ronda Hellas Jefferson. Uh, if they're going to keep Sean Kilpatrick around, I mean, he's on 10 days, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, and you're in Brooklyn. Like, you're playing in the Barclays Center. You have Jay-Z yes. sitting there. You have uh, Beyonce there. Like, I, I, of all the crazy places this could go, 
I think this is going to be one of them. Or I, this could be one of them. I I, and I think, you know, if you were able to pull that off, mm-hmm. all of the asset stuff that is lacking now just goes by the wayside. Oh, absolutely. You don't even have to worry about that anymore because guess what? You just pulled off four of the best players in NBA history mm-hmm. now on your team. Those are four lock Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah. Lock Hall yes. of Famers on yes. one team. I think the amazing. only one that people would argue is Carmelo, but he's one of the oh, best please. offensive players to ever play the game. So I think he's going to be in. But that would just be, you know, it would be the team that the Brooklyn was hoping it was going to be when they're like, hey, we're moving the team from New Jersey to Brooklyn. We're building the Barclays Center. We're making this big, grand, giant basketball mecca. Here's what we are now. And then they haven't been able to produce on the floor. And they've been to the playoffs a couple of times. Their first season in Brooklyn, it was right. exciting basketball. They got to get back to cool. They got to get back to cool. And how do you do that? You bring in four NBA legends, maybe a little past their prime. Mm-hmm. But how cool would that be? And I like your idea yeah. of Brooklyn. I think it's I mean, really fun. Well, you, you got to go somewhere where it's crazy, somewhere you have a lot of influence, and somewhere where uh, they can fit those many people in just a city. And Lala yeah. would just have to move, you know, just a little bit to the east. Yeah. That's not that bad. No. Or or just take a subway. Yeah. Okay, she's probably not taking a subway. I think, I think Lala would be okay with Brooklyn. Yeah. I, I think, think she's right. into Brooklyn. And um, I know that this wasn't your point at all, but there's no way in the world that Carmelo Anthony isn't a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Just, I mean, no oh, player. Oh, you yeah. and I are on the same page oh, yeah, as yeah, yeah. that. I just want to say, no player who has ever made nine all-star teams has not made it, right. and he's made 12. Like, yeah. it's just not going to happen that he yeah. won't make it. Anyways, besides the point. That was also, my... possibly the, the best USA basketball player the United True. States has ever had. True. So I think that also and goes that, into the equation. That stuff definitely comes into effect when yeah. they do those votings. Um, anyways, moving on. My cloud idea, I thought was pr- rather fun. Let's hear our cloud idea over here. Mine goes even further into the clouds. Oh, boy. Almost to the moon. Zero stratus clouds. Yes. Those are the wispy ones. Those are the super really wispy, withering in the winds ones. That was mm-hmm. alliteration. So my idea, it seems like the players have more power than ever. Am I right? Right. You know, the, the salary cap's moving up, moving up uh-huh. again. Yep. These guys are kind of picking and choosing where they want to go play. Mm-hmm. They kind of have free reign to do what they want. Okay. So let's take that idea and push it to the next level. So okay. these four players come together. Right. But they do it by buying their own franchise <laughs> and playing together. <laughs> they pull all of their money. <laughs> <laughs> and they buy a franchise, and where do they buy that franchise? No, 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 wait. Are you saying that they buy an existing franchise? No, they they create <laughs> their own. They create their own franchise. They have an expansion. They 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 go to Adam Silver and they say, "Look, we're either out of the league, or you let us make our own team." And he says, well, where do you mean you make your own teams? Like, no, no, we're talking about expanding to another team in the league in which we are all on it because we are now the owners. I mean, LeBron's basically doing that in Cleveland now, right? I mean, so right, he's yeah. already had the experience in doing it. So you just get the other three guys on board, and mm-hmm. now they really have all the power. <laughs> so the next question becomes, is, well, where do, where do we go? Where do we do this? Wait, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, I want to okay. pause more, for one more, second. Okay, more. You're Adam Silver. Yes. Right? You're sitting in your enormous corner office. Yes. As I assume Adam Silver does. I think his office floats too. So it's in a corner, but it also right. hovers. But it's there's no windows. 
Oh, on, no. On, no windows. On purpose. Yes. Um, you can't have a lot of glare off that shiny head. No. Um, LeBron walks in. He actually barges into your office. Like, he's walking in the door, and the secretary's going, you can't. He's you can't. in a meeting. And he's kicking it down. Right. He's like, no. I'm And, like, he puts both hands, like, on the desk. Slams them down. On the slams desk. them in front of you. Yes. And he says, we're making our own team or we're out. What do you as Adam Silver do? And then he says, what do you mean we? And then you get the trickling of Dwayne Wade. Almost like the Rudy where they're laying the jerseys down. <laughs> you, you get you get Dwayne Wade coming in and putting down his Miami Miami uniform. You get Chris Paul coming and putting down his Clippers uniform. You get Carmelo coming in and putting down his Knicks uniform. <laughs> and then they LeBron in a swift move swooshes them all to the side. And they're on the ground. And Adam Silver's eyes just go straight to the side. Just watches all the uniforms hit the deck. And there's nothing he can do about it. And then from the rafters of the office, because yes, they commandeered the office. They, they came in they came in before Silver was even there that day. Slowly from above, a beautiful Seattle expansion franchise jersey comes down right onto his desk and says, oh Seattle, we're either making this team or we're out. In Seattle. In Seattle. In Seattle. In Seattle. They bring, they bring it back. They bring back basketball. Kevin Johnson couldn't even do that. To Seattle. No, oh, he wait, could not. That's the total opposite. Never yeah, mind. Sacramento. <laughs> but, you know. No, he tried to keep it in Sacramento. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. So so they have the jersey come down. Seattle. It's there. <laughs> and then Adam Silver looks at them all right in the eyes and says, you know what, guys? You're $50 million short. <laughs> Oh, and they're no. like, oh, no, we didn't do all the math. We, we were so close. We didn't do the math. Well, we, oh, how, how are we going to do this? One of them didn't even go to college. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were on campus, but they didn't really go, if we're going to be honest about it. They're moguls now. So so they're $50 million short, oh, and they're, they're in the they office, and they're, they're looking around like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then out of nowhere, Marshawn Lynch <laughs> – Bursts through the side of the office door. Beast modes his way through. Adam Silver doesn't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, he has an embroidered beast mode to slap down on that jersey that has come down from the rafters. So the team name being the Seattle Beast Modes. Marshawn Lynch is one thing he wants. Is he going to play? No. <laughs> no? What is he going to do? Marshawn Lynch, Mar Lynch says to these four, look, I'll be your extra 50 mil. This is my Marshawn Lynch impression. Well, I love it. Look, I'll be your extra 50 mil, but I get to coach the team. <laughs> <laughs> and they all agree. <laughs> Even Adam Silver, he's like, done. Even done. Adam Silver, <laughs> he sees all of this happen. Oh, His office in shambles. You have jerseys on the ground. You have brick and mortar all over the place. Marshawn Lynch is just burst through your doors. He looks them all in the eye and says, this is the best thing that's ever happened to the league. <laughs> so all four, coached by Marshawn Lynch, oh. assist, assistant coach Sean Kemp, because, you know, you, you have to. <laughs> you have to. They put Detlef Shrimp in a figurehead GM role. But, I mean, we all know who's really running the team. It's LeBron. Did they get then, Gary Payton? Well, in the Gary second? Payton, yes, Gary Payton would be the defensive coordinator. Gary Payton, Gary Payton the second comes off the bench. Do we don't need a fifth player? Yeah, 
No. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's coming up. The, he's the fifth guy on the roster, yeah. but he's the sixth man. <laughs> so we so we have to have we have to have a a fifth player. Oh god. And who do we go out and get? <laughs> Zach Randolph. <laughs> That's the five. You have Chris you, Paul at the one, okay. Dwayne Wade at okay. the two, LeBron at the three, Carmelo Anthony at the four, Zach Randolph at the five, Gary Payton the second, six man. Gary Payton. Um, going to be a lottery game. Going to be a lottery game. Um, but Zach Randolph, okay, by the time that they, they could get all this together, yep. Zach Randolph is is running grit and grind on fumes right now. Um <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He did just get a triple double yeah, with no he teammates. Just had a triple double this week. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that Zach Randolph is lasting more than three seasons. Good. This is happening in two years. So All right. Fantastic. So he's just gonna be grumpy old man. Yes. Zach Randolph. Yeah. Which seems like the best iteration of Zach Randolph. With these four guys, I agree. <laughs> that that's the five. The Seattle Beast Modes, coached by Marshawn Lynch. Future of the NBA. <laughs> Why didn't you just call them the Monstars at this point? They might as well be. <laughs> they might as well be. They could be. Um, so that is my <laughs> that is my answer to if those four want to play with each other eventually. We went a little off the rails. <laughs> no, there. no, that was great. Do you think a that, little off the rails? <laughs> do you think that Kevin Love, Damian Lillard, and um, DeAndre Jordan would? Oh, and uh, really old Kevin Garnett would just form the Hoopers. Uh, in response to this, I mean, I think they're, they're like really angry at Chris Paul for abandoning their family. I think, you know, <laughs> Adam Silver is just like not sure what's happening. So <laughs> while that's all taking place, they just kind of team up and do their own thing. I think it's possible. Well, well I mean, why pl why play for these owners that I mean, in past years have gotten in a lot of trouble? I yep. mean, have had to, been forced to sell their teams when they could just be their own bosses. I mean, they essentially are any. And anyway, right. And now let's just get it in writing. Now, will Michael Jordan come out of retirement to play against this team? Oh my gosh! Only if he gets to play with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Maybe bring Bugs out of retirement. Bring uh, Bill Murray out of retirement. Oh gosh, he'll definitely die That'd on the be court. Quite the backcourt. Oh my gosh, Lola. Wow. You have Lola versus Lala. Lola versus Lala. Wow, now we're really good. selling tickets. Oh, man. This is going to be good. Yes. <laughs> man. Imagination land. <laughs> I'm glad we, that we, uh, we jumped into this as a recurring segment. Absolutely. This was phenomenal. Maybe a little off the rails. But we can hone it back in just a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. We were, uh, we were in Bespin. It's Cloud City, man. Exactly. We killing it. Um, <laughs> so how do we transition from I don't know. To Honestly, other I'm just going to awkwardly go through this. We'll just I do mean, it. That's, I mean, that's what LeBron decided to talk about this week. Uh, other people have been talking about, first off, Anthony Davis, uh, shut down, shut down by the Pelicans. He's out the rest of the year. Uh, now something really important about this is something called the Derrick Rose rule, which yes. I think should be called the Derrick Rose provision. I don't like that. It's a rule. I think it's a provision. Yeah. And it um, sounds more official. Right, yeah, because it's a contract. It's yes. based on his contract. Uh, if you hit certain milestones, uh, you can then be bumped up like 5% on your uh, contract. Um, and one of the milestones that Anthony Davis needed to hit by the end of this year was to either start in an All-Star game, which he did not do, unfortunately, and uh, or be on an All-NBA team. Now that he is injured, it's looking really tough. 
Yeah, some it's other guys tough. in those forward positions have really had solid years. And mm-hmm. Yes, he has had a decent year, not as good as it was a year ago. But the team has kind of struggled with injuries and then just not performing. It'd be tough to put him on that that NBA all team line. And what hurt, what may hurt, and what may help. It, it depends on how you look at this. Is the fact that he could probably be uh, labeled as either a center or a forward, right? Which may end up just splitting his vote. It's um, possible if certain people try to sneak him in as a center, other people try to find him as a forward. Like, who knows what will happen? Uh, I don't think. I don't think it's going anywhere, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, so there goes t- t- more than $24 million down the tubes. I mean, it's not like he's not making any money, but that's certainly not going to help. No. Um, another injury, Chandler Parsons uh, will be out for quite some time. He has knee surgery, just cleaning stuff up. Nothing major, but at the time that the Mavericks really needed a score, Zaza hasn't been playing like Zaza no. uh, before the All-Star break. Uh, Chandler Parsons going out is not a great sign. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens, but they're in the midst of a playoff push and not having a legitimate small forward is an issue. Yeah. And they've just been so decimated by injuries at this point. Carl Winslow could be playing power forward for them. Carl Winslow. The smooth transition from our segment that we started last week, family alma matters. Family alma matters. We'll do a quick little update as Uh to uh, where we are. Remember last week, I drafted Kemba Walker, right. Andrew Wiggins, Harrison Barnes, Boogie Cousins, DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. Charlie drafted Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Now, we were able to do a fantasy style back and forth. Yep. If your player's team that he came from college from was still in the tournament, that now only leaves with some upsets along the way yeah no kidding that only leaves kansas in the tournament left with andrew wiggins for me mm-hmm. north carolina is left with harrison barnes on my roster and texas m is left with deandre jordan for me and chris milton for you yeah thank you also, goodness texas yes man texas and wow out. i mean Woo! shoot we could if we were a college hoops podcast we would have spent the entire day talking about the end of that game yep. absolutely incredible again at the wedding did not get to see him <laughs> uh but heard all about it. Yep. But you also have Kyle Lowry left uh-huh. as well. Villanova. So, you know, I still have three guys left in the mm-hmm. in the running. You still have two, but I think you're two. Yeah, and my two will have some room to go. We'll see what happens here. We both went with Kentucky big men, so them getting eliminated was tough for both of us. Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. And then, of course, in the first round, Michigan State goes out. Are you kidding me? The first round, like... Cool, man. Uh, so Draymond Green's going to be worthless to me now. Thank you, yes. Michigan State. Um, that's not your fault, Draymond. I love you. Uh, so, yeah. So that is what we did last week. We also want to go to our weekly segment, Dan's favorite time of the show. Well, second favorite time of the show, really. Yeah. Uh, well, if you include Dover's uh, If It Hits. That is That's got to be but number one just about every This time. might be my favorite one still. All right. Let's go to Keeping Up with Chris Stapps. This week... An interesting week for Chris Stapps. Mm-hmm. You know, solid games, 20 points and seven boards against the Wizards, 13 points and seven boards against the Kings. Right. Some solid games in there. Had a, had a little bit of a stinker in one of them, but you know what? He's a rookie still, you know, getting a feel for that long NBA season. Mm-hmm. But what really happened with, with Chris Stapps this week is he had a matchup against the Warriors. Yeah. In, in Oracle. In Oracle, yeah. In which he took the patented Steph Curry... Hallway shot. Ooh, did he make it? He drilled it. 
Nice. Drilled the Steph Curry hallway shot. Put it out on Twitter. Put it out all over the all over the NBA stratosphere. Uh huh. So the media asked Steph Curry about it, and guess what? Not impressed. Not impressed. Not impressed. <laughs> Not impressed. With Chris Talked Steph. a little bit about his height, making the shot a little easier. Talked about you know being able to have a launch point, <laughs> being able to reach over top of those those bleachers that are right there because he also of didn't his have, height. He also didn't have four hundred fans. He also didn't have four hundred fans, so he did have. The, almost the entire arena to himself. Right. Not an easy shot, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a little off to the corner. Right. Not in a straight line with the baskets. You kind of have to shoot it over the backboard a little bit. Right. Either way, he drilled it. And Chris Stapps was like, hey, guess what, Steph? You're not the only guy who can shoot it from deep around here. I'm a new guy in town. Hey, I'm new in town. <laughs> and he's about to really just show Steph that he's got the game to follow up with uh, some of those... Off-court antics as well. Now, when Steph does the tunnel shot, he it, it's when he's leaving some of his warm-ups and he like high-fives the security guard that's there. Right. And he takes one shot. Whether yes. he makes it or misses, he takes one shot. Correct. This was during a shoot-around for the Knicks. The whole place was empty. Right. It was videotaped. Do you think that that was on the first take? First try. First try. First I believe try. it. I believe it. First try, first shot. Chris Daps has got that in the catalog of what Love he can it. do on the court. Good for him. Yep. And off the court. Absolutely. Potentially, you know. Oh, that was way off the court. He was way court. off the court. He was way off the court. Yes. Yeah. So, a very fun week in the uh, life of Chris Stapps Porzingis. So, that was Keeping Up with Chris Stapps. Back to you, Chuck. Well, it's the end of the show, and we like to play our end of the show games. We always start out with some trivia, and Dover makes us pull out of our hair. Oh, yes. Uh, everything that's left there. Um Dan, actually, not a whole lot of hair left. Shaved it off. No, no, beard. no more beard. Had no to beard. Uh, had to clean so, it up for the wedding. Yep. So, some funny pictures came out of that. Though, uh-huh. so, yes. um, that will be pictures. what posted in, oh, in the Twitter world. Pictures? They will be on the Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at yeah. hack underscore underscore chat. Hmm. Uh, and we will post the a picture. The plugs are later, Charlie. Yeah, it's fine. We can throw it in here. Anyways, trivia question, Mr. Dover. Uh, yes, there's a lot what of have we got? triple doubles. John Wall, Russell, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. So my, Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. My question for you is, who is the person with the most triple doubles for most their career? Triple doubles, most triple doubles. Okay, I think there's a there's an easy school of thought here um, because yeah, I think there are that's my for best me guess. there are two that I'm thinking of, but I think I have my one. Do you have yours written down? Yeah, I've got mine written down. Okay, I'm not gonna write mine down. Okay, I'm about to go first though. Okay, go for it. Is it Oscar Robertson? Gosh. And do we want another Might number as well. two? Might as well okay. just get some numbers. I will say it was Oscar Robertson at 228 triple doubles. 228. Well, I, right here on my paper, I have. What did you have? Oscar Robertson, oh. 241. Well, we were in the same thinking was. Uh, Will Chamberlain, just from a, he had points, rebounds, and right. for one season was like, hey, I'm just going to lead the league in assists. So mm-hmm. my guess is that he had a decent amount during his career as well. Right. But Oscar Robertson is the Oscar answer. Robertson. Boom. Yes. Yeah, Boom. Oh, look at Both us. Got it. Hello. Nice. Give us a little credit. We got the answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. So that's the hard one. He got 181. 181. Uh, so well, we're high. Okay. He was wheelhouse. 40 off. Uh, I was 60. Dan, you said Wilt. 
He's number four on the list Ooh. with only 78. Interesting. 78. That's hmm. a big drop-off. Uh, number two and three. Might as well just give it to uh, us. Magic Johnson with the eight. And Jason Kidd with 106. Yeah, Jason Kidd was a triple-double machine when yeah. I was growing up. I remember that. You know what they used to call Jason Kidd? They used to call him Asen Kidd because he had no J. Oh, snap. Until, I was he, got, about... until he got to Dallas and... <laughs> Then he got New it. York, and then he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna have this whole second wave of Jason Kidd." When we were talking about Justice Winslow earlier and yeah. not having a jump shot, jump shot, I really wanted to call him Justice Winslow and make the same joke, but yeah. I decided to hold back. But since we went full, uh, I said that Demarcus Cousins would get 48 points, 18 rebounds, and uh, he wasn't quite there. He got about 20 points. He was going against the Pelicans. I mean, it was a good game, but it wasn't quite what we hoped for. Dan, you said that Giannis would get two triple-doubles this week. And that first night after we said it, he had 18, 12, and 9. So mm-hmm. I was feeling like, oh, not as much of a game against Memphis. We still had 15 points, 11 assists, six, uh, 6 boards, you know, 12, 7, and 3 against Utah. Came back with a wheelhouse. Didn't quite get to that triple-double mark, but it was in the wheelhouse, so I'm still falling short. Uh, Dover... Last week, uh, you said that uh, the Trailblazers and Spurs would go to triple overtime. Correct. And the total scores would be over 300. Of we course. almost got them to quadruple overtime, though. Just well, I wasn't going to fall for that. <laughs> uh, it did not go to overtime, and it was uh, 118 to 110. A high-scoring game, yes. nonetheless. Yeah. But not quite as historically high-scoring as we were going for. Not close enough. Unfortunately. Uh, Dan, yes. this week, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm already worried about what you're about to say. Well, since the segment is called If It Hits, I'm scared. the 76ers are going west to Oracle to play the Warriors. If what are you hits. about to say? So my, if it oh hits, my I'm a genius. The 76ers will what? be perfect streak <laughs> you for the Warriors at home. This isn't just wild, crazy time where we just throw things out there. Well... If it happens, you will look at me next week and say, what's the stock market going to do and where do I invest all of my money? Because I want to make a lot of it. Yeah, I need to put in my 401k just in case. Just in case. Um, if, if they lose, I get to hit you in the face. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> in the next podcast. Okay, if they lose on, if by they, 25. If, okay, okay, let's put it, we'll put it at 25. Because I'm insulted by this. If they lose by 25... If the 76ers lose by seven, by 25. But yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I deserve that. Yes. Um, my If it hits, I'm a genius this week. DeAndre Jordan, the, uh, the Clippers are going to go play the Blazers. I'm thinking DeAndre Jordan goes for 22 points, 22 boards, Ooh. six blocks, and will not miss a single free throw. See, now that is that's, also good. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's the key to it. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. If he does, I'll, I'll allow that as if it hits him a genius. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you. And now for the, I feel like I've stolen your thunder this week. I'm sorry. Yeah, you really have. I feel guilty now. What do you got? So Thursday, the Bulls and Knicks are playing. Uh-huh. Carmelo hasn't had a triple-double. Ooh. Oh, wow. Triple-double so, question. 10 and 10 with... Let's say three steals. Oh. Two blocks. Oh. Have you seen Melo play defense? Yeah. <laughs> I like so this. This is bold. It. It's bold. It's very uh, bold. Two steals, three blocks? Or three steals? Remember, deal fit. defense bad. Come on. Three steals, two blocks. All right. I'm just writing this down. That way we don't forget because Correct. that'll happen. Yes. Specific it will. one right. this, this time. 
very specific. Because twenty ten ten. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I apologize. Three two. No, you know. And you got it. No worries. Uh, we're glad that you were part of the chat. If you would like to be a further part of our chat, send in your questions uh, and any arguments you might have against our dream. If you have a dream uh, cloud d destination for imagination for uh, the team, let us know. You can do that through our Twitter, which is hack underscore uh underscore chat. You can email us at hackachatcast at gmail.com. You can find Dover. He's on Twitter at JTD Perk. I am on Twitter at Cleep3. Dan is not on Twitter. Nope. Because Dan doesn't like birds. No birds, no beards, no Twitter. No birds, no beards, no Twitter. Keeping it clean for 29 years. Straight up. Uh, we shout out to Tim Piscitelli for making our music for our show. Check him out on SoundCloud. He has his own thing. You can check us out on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Please subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your neighbor. We're glad that we, you were here this week. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Wait, whoa, 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 stop. What? Again, we've done this. Yeah, we, we we've tell, done this. We've we done this tell, six times. We tell everybody. We go through. We, we talk, are here about, to talk the about the NBA and to it. tell you about what happened to Harold Miner. You know what? I can't be responsible for the promises that you make. I, well, I put it in the notes uh, as a right. segment to talk about. He went to Miami. He made it to the NBA. He had a really cool cradle dunk in the dunk contest. He's also Everyone born the same day as my Jordan. friend Dave. My born the Dave. same day as Dave. I didn't even know that, and now the audience doesn't know it. Because we didn't get to talk about but it fully. They, I think can we, well, we they know it now. It. Well, yeah. Now they do. Okay. So next well, next week, next right. week, can we please, I've got it in the notes. I'll put it in the notes for next week as well. All right, fine. Harold Miner. All right, next week. Next week. And until then, travel safe, be good to one another, ball out. Ball out.